0: Welcome to Closing the Books, a podcast by IC System, your trusted subject matter expert for debt collection solutions. Join us as we discuss the biggest trends and topics in debt collection and explore account recoveries in an uncertain future. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Closing the Books, a podcast from the experts at IC System. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Today, we're talking patient advocacy, especially as it relates to healthcare. And we're going to talk about everything from provider to collections when it comes to the healthcare industry and and what this looks like from IC System's point of view, as well as uh, everywhere along the chain there. And so talking specifically patient advocacy, and we're going to get into a lot more of what that looks like and what that means uh, in the era of COVID-19. And today I'm joined by two subject matter experts. First, we have Christina Gersky. She's the Director of Healthcare Client Success at IC System. Christina, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Tyler. Absolutely, absolutely happy to have you
0: on the show again. And we also have Kenny Kerner, Director of Revenue Cycle for CGH Medical Center. Kenny, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler. I appreciate it. Excellent. Well, I'm thrilled to have uh, both of you here on the show with me today. And so, like I mentioned, we're going to be talking a lot about patient advocacy and what that looks like. And so, Kenny, I wanted to come to you first and ask, what does patient advocacy look like in 2021 after the past year that we've all had?
2: Well, you know, Tyler, I, I think uh, with the uh, pandemic, uh, we all had a, a, a lot of lessons learned throughout the uh, throughout the last year. Patient advocacy and the education of our patients and and helping them through uh, not only on normal time uh, when they're going through healthcare finance and trying to uh, navigate uh, the complexity of it, but I, I think the uh, the pandemic added another layer to that. And and advocacy for us, you know, from a, an AHEM perspective, and from uh, you know my hospital facilities perspective, uh, we're trying everything we can to make sure that uh, we're reaching out to our patients and educating them any chance we can, especially early on uh, in their healthcare uh, visit. Uh, We're trying to get to them pre-visit and making sure that they understand uh, the various options and and, uh, programs that are available for them to help them out with any potential patient due balance that they have. Um, From an AHEM perspective, we've been busy this year uh, trying to work on an educational guide that we can distribute and and utilize in each of our communities uh, that have hospitals. Uh, We're calling it a patient's guide to healthcare finance. The document that we put together is is trying to help patients uh, from an insider's point of view. So... You know, I work in the revenue cycle and the finance side of a, a hospital here in a small community, and certainly over the years, we've learned a lot of hints and tricks and and things that you can do um, that would help you out as a patient uh, in your financial journey here at the hospital. So we're trying to share those through this guide. Um, the guide is, is not completely finalized yet, but it's very close, and once it is, we're hoping it's something that, you know, each of our community hospitals can use and give all those helpful hints to our patients and proactively. So. Uh, they can navigate their healthcare journey better.
1: Yeah, and Kenny, this is uh, Christine. I just like to add to that. I think, from you know, a, a business provider such as ISC System. We're really here to help support your mission and, and being part of the group that's working on this guide and learning your policies and and what options are available has been so important to us, just to ensure that we can continue that message of advocacy all the way through the back end of the revenue cycle, you know, while you're trying to educate up front, just in case a patient might have missed that message in the very beginning. We're there to continue to support it and help patients navigate what their options are to take care of their financial health as well as, you know, the physical needs that they had.
2: And Tyler, I'd, I'd add, you know, with what Christina said, it, it really is a joint effort. And uh, I know we consider each of our partners just that, that they're partnering with us with our patients. There are so many programs available that, you know, hospitals and our business partners are able to assist our patients in applying for and, and learn, just learning of, so that they can see if they uh, qualify for those programs, whether it comes to high cost drugs, uh, which is a big issue here in the country now with patients that. Uh, just simply can't afford the out-of-pocket drug costs that they're seeing. So uh, I I would agree with Christina. It really is a joint partnership effort. and, And I appreciate all the work our business partners do in educating our community and our patients as well.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I wanted to follow up uh, on some of the things you were saying there, Kenny. And, and this uh, is slightly out of order on the topics that we wanted to cover. But it sounds like education really is a, a, an extremely important aspect when it comes to how you're working with people in this regard. Tell me a little bit more about, uh, about how important education is and educating people on the various options and, and the things that you were explaining there. Uh, just give us a little bit more detail on what that looks like and why that's so important.
2: You know, it is. Um, I think we take for granted at times working within the healthcare system um, that we're aware of the various uh, grants and programs and drug rebates, Um, just a wide array of programs that are available to assist patients in their out-of-pocket costs. We try to approach our patients very early in the process. I know, and that's something from an AHAM perspective that, you know, we advocate for across the country to make sure that we're reaching out pre-service at a point of scheduling with our patients, making sure that you know everything from understanding their insurance be- benefits and the terminology that goes along with that, uh, to what their potential out of pocket is going to be, so that there's no surprises after the service. To then trying to talk through the number of programs that we offer after the patient does have a, du- a due balance. Um, from most hospitals around the country are are very uh, good with. No interest payment plans. Uh, if those if those aren't something the patient uh, is is able to work with, then they also you know reach out to places that offer very very low interest financing, so that they're not uh, forced into putting you know uh, out of pocket healthcare costs on their on their high interest credit cards. So uh, there's also financial assistance through charity care programs that every hospital has, and we're trying to qualify patients for that as well. We want to make sure patients know of all the options and that each patient is into the correct program for them. Uh, And that's what we're here for. We're trying to do that very early on in the process and making sure that the hospital and the patient um, are all on the same page and that there's no surprises post-service.
0: So, Christina, I, I, I want to follow up on that because I know that, that IC System uh, takes a, a, a real patient-centered approach and really has a, an empathy-based approach uh, that, that seeks to understand patients and make sure that, uh, that they feel heard and, and taken care of in this regard. So, how does, uh, how does that pair with your efforts, you know, the, the efforts that, that Kenny and CGH Medical Center are taking in terms of educating clients? How does that pair with IC System's approach as well?
1: Yeah, so every client engagement that we have at IC System, we really try to get to understand the communities that that we'll be working with and who we're talking to. What do their programs look like? What options are available? Because while there are very wide similarities throughout the programs we see across the country, there are very unique community differences in some. So we're Asking for financial policies, seeing what options are available on a back end perspective and communicating those out to patients. And it might mean, you know, we're directing them to financial counselors within the organization or mailing out financial assistance applications, working with those patients on those no interest payment plans. If that's something that they need to resolve their outstanding balance and really trying to find that path forward for resolution of any outstanding bill that might come our way. With that patient centric approach, though, we're also ensuring that we're doing so in a manner that upholds the reputation of the provider in their community. And we're asking patients to tell us, how did you feel about your experience today? Did you feel like we resolved your matter? And I'm proud to say that some of the programs we've put in place, we're getting back 99% satisfaction ratings across the board month over month for how patients are feeling when they're interacting with their agents and in, in trying to get that bill resolved.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that, that that makes a lot of sense. And so, uh, Kenny, I want to hear a little bit more about the work of the American Association of Healthcare Administrative Management. Can you tell me a, a little bit more about that group and, and what some of its goals are?
2: Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um, with AHIM, with our membership, which includes you know hospitals, uh, providers, and also our, our third-party corporate partners uh, that are working with our patients each and every day, The big thing that that I always like to push through is is the education of our membership uh, and the certification of our membership. Um, I think that ties hand in hand with what we're doing with our patients and our communities. I think education uh, is so important in staying current um, with the latest trends and the latest regulations and understanding how best uh, we can help our patients. Uh, Certification, I think a certified healthcare provider is much more equipped to handle a patient uh, with one call and be able to answer their questions. And that's our goal here. I know uh, with my own staff, we want everybody that works uh, with the patient certified uh, through AHAM so that when a patient calls in, we answer their question uh, with one call, there's no transfer uh, needed to somebody else because we don't know the answer. Uh, We think certified staff members uh, provide much better customer service and are there for patients to explore all the options that are available uh, because they're current. Uh, in all the education and regulations that they need to be. So, uh, through AHAM right now, we're definitely, and each year we push education and certification and membership. And then I did reference, uh, you know, AHAM's big push this year has been to trying to uh, produce that document, the patient's guide to healthcare finance uh, that we can uh, utilize in each of our communities uh, to kind of give the helpful hints and, and suggestions to patients so they know how to navigate uh, the system more effectively.
1: Yeah, I think as a business partner, it's important that we are also involved in AHAM and also getting certified. Um, You know, a number of our staff have their certifications just for that same reason, so that we are staying current with what's changing in the industry and so that we have the the most up-to-date knowledge when we're speaking with our patients and ensure that we're communicating the right things. And being a business partner and having, you know, my own certification, I felt it was important just so that I could better understand what the providers are facing these days. Um, I have a provider background, but as I you know, have been at IC System for quite some time, you lose a little bit of that in-touch knowledge and, and staying current with AHAM through their education and certification programs gives me that ability to really stay current with what the industry is facing and take that knowledge back to IC System and help us implement tools and programs that, at the end of the day, Really help that patient out.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Christina, obviously, collections can be uh, a sensitive topic during this time, right? Uh, it, it has been a, a long and tough year for a lot of people. So, how does IC System, and this kind of goes back to a previous question a little bit as well, but how does IC System work with the entire healthcare system to produce positive outcomes with a patient centered approach?
1: Yeah, so we're really, um, you know, like I mentioned, a, a partner to the clients that we're working with, and really trying to understand their specific policies and processes and how can we help that patient navigate through this. Um, you know, if year we're asking if financial assistance policies have changed, even if a provider doesn't mention it to us, we're still trying to ensure we're current with all of the the changes that could be happening in that community. Patient empathy and, and being respectful while we're working through these situations is so important to us. Um, you know, for a long time, We were doing our own internal call quality programs and we continue those and we thought we were doing a good job. But until you really get that feedback from the patient itself, I don't think you can validate that. And so implementing those tools to gather patient feedback and then share that with our clients has been really good to stay in tune with that patient centered approach that we're all working towards.
0: Absolutely. And I, I know that changing regulations can also kind of play a part in, in, in what this all looks like when it comes to working with patients during this time. So how have CFPB regulations changed with regards to healthcare? And, and what adjustments did that force uh, on, on your side of things at IC System?
1: Yeah, so there's there's a lot of changing regulations, whether it be the CFPB or, or new pending laws at the state and, and federal levels that we're keeping an eye on currently. Um, I think, you know, through staying involved with groups like AHAM, we're able to have our pulse on the finger of things and understand what's changing. Um, You know, some of the CFPB regulations that are coming out and will be implemented later this year, I think, are just there to help provide some clarity to the patients. Um, It's not uncommon that a patient has multiple dates of service within the same organization. We see that often in our office and uh, we're gearing up to, Provide some more detail in some of our written communication out to the patients and just ensure that our staff really understands how to break down each different bill that a patient may have. Because I think that's a challenge in healthcare, too. You may go into the hospital for one service date but end up with four different bills, depending on the structure of the hospital and the various providers. And understanding that structure and that knowledge and being able to communicate that back out is important to us. Um, we have Really great compliance teams in place at IC system that are certainly helping us navigate these waters. We've built great relationships with some of our lawmakers and and the players at the CFPB who are implementing these changes or requesting these changes. Uh, I don't think it's really forced us to change a lot, though, just simply because we have been at the forefront of patient advocacy and clarity and really trying to help that patient understand, you know, if this was a bill because they have a high deductible or, was a non covered service? And how can we get that resolved for them? So uh, from that perspective, I feel like we're doing a great job already. This will just make us even better at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, a- a- absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, Kenny, from your perspective, I, I know that uh, continuous improvement and thinking through the patient experience is something that that you're doing on a regular basis. So what have you learned about the patient experience over the past year? And how have you continued to refine it and, and-, and get better and better as, as time has gone
2: on? Well, you know, from a a regulatory standpoint, uh, hospitals uh, across the country uh, in January 21 were forced uh, uh, to comply with the pricing transparency uh, regulations that came out. And and I think we've learned, um, you know, that people really do want to know ahead of their service uh, what their patient do out of pocket is going to be. Uh, I think that's what we've learned. Um, I haven't seen that patients are as concerned about the total cost of their service They really want to know what does it mean to them? How much are they going to out of their own pocket? Uh, So I think we've continued to try to refine our price estimation tools uh, that are available to our patients. Uh, Hospitals across the country really had to sprint at the end of 2020 uh, to comply with the uh, pricing transparency regulations. There really wasn't a lot of time to prepare for those. And hospitals were in the midst of dealing with the pandemic and allocating resources uh, where they should be uh, in, in the clinical areas. I know I know many financial uh, people in hospitals across the country were working in clinical areas uh, in the mid and, and late 2020 just to help out uh, with the pandemic volumes. Uh, so as we sprinted to trying to comply with those regulations, I think 2020 is going to give us a kind of that pause where we can really look at what we're doing for price estimation for our patients and our communities and making sure that we're trying to do the very best we can to give them an estimate that is customized for them, with their procedure, their insurance, and what their out-of-pocket benefit will be, uh, so that they know in advance, and and that way um, there's no concern uh, from the patient prior to the service on on what are they going to owe and how are they going to pay for that. Those are those are obstacles that we want to overcome and and handle ahead of time. So. I think it's given us an opportunity to to realize that and to try to continue to work towards that. Uh, the work isn't done there, but I know hospitals across the country are really trying to do a, a a good job in 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 making sure our patients are educated from that standpoint.
0: And Christina, what about from from your perspective as you think about the patient experience? How how do you how has the past year maybe some of the challenges presented by the past year help you uh, refine that process and refine what that looks like for IC system?
1: I think what we've you know seen over the past year is even when patients are put in a State where they may be unable to take care of their financial obligation, they want to, um, and the concept is still out there that talking to a collection agency like IC System is scary and daunting, and it's really required us to just continue to enforce that that message of empathy that we ask all of our. Patient financial advocates to work towards, and and remember that healthcare is often created. A healthcare bill is often created out of illness or injury, and isn't something somebody typically plans for in their budget. The the pandemic, you're seeing patients now who may no longer have an income source, or it's become quite limited. And how did we adjust to that? How do we, you know, help these patients find path towards resolution and? It's just that continued reinforcement of understanding what options are available and working with them to set them up on payment plans they can afford. In some cases, we would hear a patient was negatively impacted or perhaps had COVID. We'd place their accounts on hold for a period of time until we'll check back in 30 to 60 days just to see how your situation has changed and and what we can do then to resolve it. So I think... It's just that continued understanding that patients don't want to be in this situation, but perhaps they are, and how can we work towards that path of resolution with them?
0: Yeah, I think those are some some excellent points and uh, a fantastic perspective, just given uh, all of the challenges that this past year has pres- presented uh, to, to so many people. So um, this has been uh, just a fascinating conversation and, and really great to get the insights from, from both of you here today. I want to give each of you the opportunity to give us any closing thoughts that you have uh, just to tie a bow on this episode or anything we haven't touched on yet that you want to make sure that we mention before we close our show today. So Kenny, let me toss it over to you for, uh, for any final thoughts, anything that you want to say before we sign off?
2: I'll touch on something that Christina said there with collection agencies or third parties being scary, frightening for patients. I think that perception is changing. And I think that's our goal uh, from an AHAM perspective and from a hospital perspective is to try to change that narrative. And I think you have a few bad apples uh, that create sensational news stories here and there. And that's what people latch to. And, And you don't hear the 99% of the conversations that our communities and patients are having with our hospitals and our third parties and helping them uh, become educated uh, so that they know how they can resolve their patient due balance. You know, From a hospital perspective, um, whether it's your hospital or your business partner that's contacting your patients, people may be surprised to know that that facilities as a whole are, are less concerned about the money that's being collected from our patients, although it's important and we have to recover that money so that we can run our facilities. Um, it's all about uh, patient satisfaction and making sure that uh, we're treating the people in our communities the way that we'd want to treat our families and making sure that they're educated and understand their options that are available. So you know I, I just I just think it's important to get that message out so that people do understand from a hospital perspective and from a business partner perspective, we're all about uh, reaching out to our community and making sure that they're educated so that they know how they can uh, resolve their health care due balances
1: yeah um you know i just appreciate that perspective from kenny because as as a business partner that is one of the things that is incredibly important to us is that we continue to help you with your reputation in the community and the education piece and that your patient base understands that there are options there to help them and i'm really proud of the work that Aham is doing with patient financial advocacy and i'm so supportive of the work that the task force has done um, in that regard, and I think we just need to continue down that path and, and stop some of those sensationalized headlines and share the good stories that are happening and the satisfied patients that have worked either with the provider or with the business partner to get their bills resolved when perhaps they didn't see a path forward until they talked to one of either our advocates or an advocate within the hospital system itself. Well, I appreciate
0: uh, both of you providing your your perspective today, and Christina, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it's it's good to hear stories of of how people are able to uh, to have those positive outcomes, like we're discussing on the podcast. And so, fantastic stuff from uh, from both of you today. Thank you so much for joining the podcast, Christina Gursky of IC System, and Kenny Kerner from CGH Medical Center. Thank you both so much for joining us here on closing the books. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. And everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Closing the Books, a podcast from IC System. We appreciate it very, very much. Of course, make sure you go subscribe to the podcast uh, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or go visit the website uh, for IC System to stay up to date with the latest uh, from them in the world of collections. They have a lot of thought leadership, a lot of fantastic insight there for you to go and check out and stay tuned for upcoming episodes of the show. But for this one, we are signing off today. For my guests today, Christina and Kenny, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much much for listening.